Anna, how is your day going aside from journalists asking you the same question <laughs> over and over again? It's great. Everyone's so lovely. They're taking good care of me. They're feeding me. They're hydrating me. I'm hanging out with good people. They're hydrating you. Is there a brand endorsement that you want to work in? <laughs> no, not necessarily. They're just like replacing my water bottle every time I finish one and then putting a straw in it. Yeah, it's really lovely. Well, glad to hear that. <laughs> Congratulations on Dear Edward. Thank you. I mean, you put the work in to say the least. How long did you have to keep the secret that you were cast in this project? Uh, probably like just a couple months. I found out in November of 2021 and then we started shooting soon after that. So it wasn't too long, not too long. Earlier today, I interviewed an actor who literally found out the day before they were cast in a film, they were a cancellation. They, so sometimes when you ask people, did, yep. it, did you put in a lot of work? You get different answers. In this yep. particular project, was there a lot of work to play Adriana? Um, somewhat, but not too much in that she is a young woman with big dreams and I know exactly what that feels like. So I think there was a lot to pull from, from my life as well. And I play the story of grieving a grandmother and I lost my grandmother a few years ago. So there was a lot of truth to her and I, I didn't have to dig too deep to find her, which is why I think the part worked so well. Well, you particularly have had a lot of success in the theatrical world, uh, theatrical, big word to say, theatrical yeah. world <laughs> before find your way into film and television projects yeah. and very different style of acting, which I don't totally. need to tell you, but you're obviously playing to the back of the theater when yeah. you were doing Broadway, like you did, yeah. but it's different to be on screen like this. Is it hard for you to go between back and forth with the two, for example, not talking with your hands so much when you're doing <laughs> film and TV? I think one fuels the other because you'll spend several months on set and then think to yourself, oh, you know, it'd be fun singing for a few thousand people. And then you do that for a little bit and you're like, oh, you know, it'd be fun being in a quiet room and having a camera near your face and not having to shout so much. That sounds really nice. And so you kind of miss different parts of the other as you flip back and forth because they're both so special in their own way. But Truth be told, the bottom line is acting is acting is acting is acting is acting. And if you're telling the truth on a stage, you can tell the truth in a camera. And just getting back to that every single time, it it kind of is the same muscle. Is it the same deal with vocal rest for theater as it is for a day on the set of a film? I actually think it's harder to talk every day sometimes than sing every day because we've done so much work to make sure that we're singing correctly and not putting too much stress on our voice, but sometimes we lose that hyper-focus when we're talking because you're just in the moment and maybe you're screaming 12 times. So sometimes I would lose my vo voice more talking than I would singing. Um, but yeah, so maybe I should take some vocal rest talking. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing I have for you as a triple threat or maybe a quadruple threat, we can <laughs> argue because you could do comedy too. Are we going to get an album from you? Anything on the musical end in the near future? Oh, man. I would love an album from me. That's a great idea. Uh, I songwrite, but it's only been privately for myself in my bedroom uh, to my dog. But I think he's sick of it at this point. So, yeah, maybe I'll work on that. Maybe I'll work on that. 
Well, in the meantime, hey, again, congratulations on Dear Edward. Thank you. Second season. Yes. And just looking forward to whatever is coming next for me in the near future. Thank you. Have a good one. Outrocast. Hey, Jack, how's your day going aside from, you know, getting the same questions over and over and over again? Darren, thank you. Um, it's going good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you. Let's first talk about Detective Knight. So many interesting things about this production that, for example, they knew, hey, we want to make multiple movies of this. This is a franchise. Most films kind of have to wait to find out if they're franchise worthy. How did you first find out about Detective Knight and the related series? Well, it was kind of a dream situation of getting getting a phone call saying, you know, Jack, we want you to star in this movie with Bruce Willis and it shoots tomorrow. And um, can you can you get on a plane? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And um, and I, you know, I'd been familiar with some of the franchise before, but I kind of I wanted we wanted to do something different with this. And we knew that Bruce would deliver in the action star department. So for me, it was just focusing on the character and getting to work, you know. When you mentioned the plane and getting on it for tomorrow, was it entirely done for you in Vancouver? It was done in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And oh. um, yeah. Got it. Early into the pandemic, I had the pleasure of interviewing your sister and she hit me to the family's history with New Mexico. And now it's normal to see, hey, Netflix has their facility there and Breaking Bad film there. And Mark Marin talks endlessly about being from New Mexico. But when did yeah. you start to notice that it had its real own industry? <laughs> totally. Well, a lot of people don't know my dad was such a big part of, of that industry in New Mexico and get bringing work there. And, and um, growing up, you know, we... We had a ranch and then we would shoot, we would be on location all around New Mexico and every Western town and gully, you know, and um, and the crews there have are really strong. They have grown up, um, a lot of them, some are from, you know, NMU, some are from, mm -hmm. just got into it and have their own production companies out there now and they're shooting all over the country and bringing work to New Mexico, which is an awesome thing because, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome to see that industry can be anywhere where the town or the city or the county or the state goes, here's a tax credit. We'd love to have you here. Yeah, uh, totally. There's some good tax incentives to go there and shoot. Um, it's, it's in a time right now the industry in New Mexico is in a time right now where a lot of people should be should be shooting there because it's not always going to be this good to shoot there and um and yeah I can imagine it being a small Atlanta at some point hmm. um but but yeah New Mexico is very unique because it's very hard it's still like Santa Fe is like the old one of the oldest railroad stops in the country and it, it's very difficult to do stuff there because of the terrain you know right and it's 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 like the wild west still in a lot of ways and um 
and that looks great on camera but it's yeah it's also like it, it's part of the comes with the territory of shooting out there where you're like there's no one around for miles and it's we're out here in the middle of nowhere you know well, speaking to your versatility i know about your musical background and glimmer and djing and playing ozzy in the music video and being in the yeah. metal film and all that it's cool to see that you have in your past nature but also mm -hmm. punk rock that yeah. you're kind of diverse in your interests. Oh, Darren, I love that you said that because that is definitely a huge part of my identity and I consider them to be to, together. Nature and punk rock are very much a part of me. And um, yeah, punk rock being that sp DIY spirit of just making music and all the time and make, being creative and, and um yeah and the spiritual side of that being like roots in new mexico and spending a lot of time out there just wandering around and riding horses and stuff and um yeah i'm I'm really blessed to be to have those things in my life you know well to me this is a new movie to you it's not such a new movie and going through your IMDb, we see great voice work that you've done. And, hey, you've popped up on Law & Order, that kind of stuff. Are you allowed to say what's coming up for you next? What's coming up? Yeah, I, you know, it's always tricky to talk about what's coming up next because life of an actor is so, you know, unstable at times. Um, I'm working on a ton of music of my own I want to release um, hmm. that will be coming out in the next year or so. I've got um, I've got other film projects that I'm going to do in May, April, May. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I can't really like talk about them at this point. But um, but you'll be seeing some stuff for me come out. You know, there's I've been the last couple of years I've been unique like with a pandemic and everything and doing like <clears throat> working on that documentary with my dad. Yeah. Which you um, narrated, which very well acclaimed piece of work you did there. So congratulations. Yeah, and, and off of that, like my you know, my both my parents are in the new TV show Willow, directed mm -hmm. by John John Kasdan, and he um you know after after the pandemic and after that documentary Val and everything, he, I was emailing with John Kasdan and we were talking about doing something with Willow and I ended up being able to help out um, on, on some of that um, mm -hmm. TV show, like doing some narration in that, in that show, like helping my dad out and helping out John. And we, we got to sit around and talk about like the whole legacy of it and, and so it's been it's been a cool couple of years to be able to like connect with my family in that way and and to like honor some of the legacy and some of the stuff that my parents have done, you know. <laughs> yeah. So so definitely watch that that TV show Willow. Um, it's uh, it's pretty epic. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you about before I let you go, you mentioned that you are working on new music, and having worked at such a high level in the film and television worlds. A lot of times actors, they kind of do music as the for fun thing on the side. They're not trying to get the major label deal. In your case, yeah. are you chasing the major label deal or is it just <laughs> this is the passion play? You put it out yourself and you're not really in the industry. You're just doing it because you enjoy it. 
Right. Well, I've definitely protected a lot of the kind of pure purity of making music over the years, but I, I'm not so concerned with that anymore. I think, you know, I would love to win a Grammy or be up there with, uh, you know, whoever's hot right now. And I, I, I tend to these days with both music and with films, I tend to think of it all as just one creative outlet and, and uh, you know, means to express myself, and I try to just be true to that and follow that because um, you know, there's been less opportunities for me with uh, with music um, because I come from like a DIY kind of scene, mm -hmm. and um, and that's all right. I'm I'm fine with that, and I um, I'm just excited to be to be doing stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it's. It's all just, we're just having a laugh. It's all fun. And, yeah. So keep checking the Instagram and all that. And that's how we'll find out about the next movie projects and the new music. Definitely check the Instagram. Um, at Jack Hilmer. And um, absolutely. Um, yeah. Follow up with that, you know, just. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for your time, Jack, and looking forward to whatever's next, including that music. Appreciate it, Darren. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah. This is Darren Paltrowitz from the Paltrowcast with Darren Paltrowitz. I know that's a great name. Uh, Andrew, Dion, pleasure to be speaking with you both. And I have a question for both of you in a second. But first, we'll throw it to Andrew. Do you have a personal highlight for making this wonderful, wonderful film? Uh, yeah. Um, My favorite part was you know, the challenge of trying to get together, um, you know, with Dion and, and get a cast that was willing to essentially at that time risk risk their lives to come together and film this project uh, during a time of uncertainty where we didn't know what this virus was. Uh, you know, we, we all buckled down and we filmed it and we got it together. Uh, so it was a team effort. And I think that was the highlight of the journey for me. Now, Dion, very different question for you here. A lot of pressure of you, or on you rather, to write and direct. But beyond all that greatness right there, this has to be the most impressive collective of producers I've ever seen on a film. When in the process did all that power come on board besides the great script? Man, this... I wish I had a long... I wish I had a, a while to talk to you, man. This, this whole thing, D, is just... I'm sitting here now, and like I said, man, I know Pete, you guys do a lot of interviews. I'm just basking in a moment right now because this is not what normally happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I call people on the phone. My script was not done. And people were in cars driving to me from New York, Atlanta, Chicago. I mean, like, yo, I'm coming, D. I got to get out this house. I'm losing my mind. I don't know, like, what's going to happen, but I'm coming. And um, we all got in this, what's now called a bubble. And we shot something in a time where people weren't shooting anything at all. And now I look at, I'm going like, wow, man, it's like 20 people that were the bravest people I know uh, to create a piece of art. And we're so excited about it, man. But now I think about it and I'm thinking to myself like, yo, the message is greater than the film, which was fear. And, 
us understanding that we were not going to allow fear to actually manifest and stop us or kill us, or we were not going to be afraid to take a chance. And that's a, such a powerful thing right now, man, in, the, in, in this climate where we're all trying to figure out how to overcome something that we're afraid of. You know what I mean? And, and so I'm happy with this horror movie because it lands really great as a horror, but the message is loud and noisy. The message is loud and noisy. Andrew, Did when you wound up in the project, did you know it was called Fear or is Fear of a work, Working Title of Sorts? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the title kind of came about. Um, do, Dion, do you remember what it was originally called? It was Don't Fear. Yeah, don't fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the film is great because it it talks about the the overall message is how our past traumas define who we are today, and it's our job to kind of overcome those past traumas and overcome those fears and build to be better people from now to 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 the future. Wow. Last question I have before I let you go, and this is extremely random. Is Joseph Sakura a diehard fan of David Lee Roth, like I think he is, or does he keep that private? <laughs> Joseph Sakura is a diehard fan. <laughs> he absolutely is, and and I know that for a fact. And he probably does keep it private, but we ask, we should ask him that together. He's listen, man. Let me let me just take a minute for Joe. Joe is so amazing, man, and and one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And uh, more dedicated than I believe people understand. Um, it's very hard to be Joseph Sakura, based on the yep. fact that, you know, the, the hats and the different things that he's done as an actor during his career. Like, this guy's Ozarks. You're like, oh, my God, that's the dude on Ozarks. He's in fear. And then he's fucking Tommy from Power. Like, yo, yep. that's crazy. You know what I mean? But, but. He's awesome, man, and and he's eclectic, like Andrew Batchelor right here. Uh, Joe is a producer on the movie. Batch is a producer. Look, man, these this movie represents so much to me based on the fact that everybody that's involved is really involved. Mm -hmm. No one just no one just came like, yeah, I'm gonna just show up and do my acting thing and uh, I'll get out of here. Like, we was moving chairs and and picking up shit, man, and <laughs> crying at night and trying to figure out how we could finish tomorrow and. It, it just was insane, man. So I'm just happy, man, that we're doing this right now. I'm more happy that you're gonna get to see the movie, D. Like I want, like I want you to see it. I want you to feel it. And more importantly, I've been telling everybody, I said, man, when you watch the movie, I mm -hmm. want you to understand what I'm gonna tell you right now. People were really afraid when they were shooting the scenes. Period. They were really afraid, man. So when we said cut. People were wondering if we were they were infected or not. You know what I mean? So stop it, Labradoodles. Stop it, my wolves. Wolves. These are wolves, not Labradoodles. Labradoodle wolf, stop. Yeah. Thank you both for your time, seriously, and congratulations on making the film a reality. Thank you, brother. Plus everything. Hello, we are P1 Harmony. And you're watching the Paltrocast. Congratulations on this movie. And the movie is very of the times, but I couldn't figure out when was yeah. it actually filmed? At the time. Yeah, it was filmed at the time. I, I guess that's kind of the, 
I don't know if that's the thing you want to push about it or if that's kind of the secret ingredient. Um, but uh, we were shooting the movie pre pre election in Los Angeles just before the helicopters came and the trucks were driving up the street and it was like civil <laughs> unrest. Um, so it was that kind of uncomfortable period where people were actually locked in their houses and the director was shooting from her house uh and everybody was sort of in the spaces that they were in um with her directing via zoom i guess screaming at her boyfriend who was moving the camera around <laughs> Outro cast. thank you all for joining me how's your day going aside from answering the same questions over and over and over again <laughs> it's fantastic it's man. great to be here well i'll first yeah. throw it at kyle Kyle, where was this movie filmed and when did you actually wrap it? Uh, the movie was shot pretty much in different uh, places in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Shawnee, Yukon, sort of central uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I guess we started shooting the movie in October of 2020. Uh, we, uh, we officially, I guess, wrapped um, I guess the beginning of November, but then we did a couple of pickup shot days in uh, probably like May or April or May of 2021. And that was, that would have been the end of the shoot then. Yeah. I definitely am going to have some Oklahoma questions, but Haley, how did you wind up in this project? Because you have extensive credits of film and television roles. Was it a traditional audition or did you know Kyle or how did this happen? Um I, well, I, I didn't, I didn't know Kyle initially. I had, I'm from Oklahoma and had just um, filmed a movie in January of 2020, um, like right before everything shut down um, called Agnes. And one of the producers from Agnes, Jacob Snottle, was working with Kyle and got me involved. Mm -hmm. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah. Adam, same question at you. Uh, do you have Oklahoma roots as well? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm still a resident here, um, out here in God's country. And I had worked with Kyle, uh, on a 48 hour, we had a 40 hour video race and we had met at a film festival a few years back, had kind of been kicking ideas around how to work together. And, uh, he wrote this bombshell of a script. Got it. Kyle, I said more Oklahoma questions and I'd say about a year and a half before the pandemic, I had the pleasure of going to Tulsa. And that's where they showed me that Danny Boy O'Connor has that outsider's house in his possession. So I'm assuming he also continues that Oklahoma trend. Yes, sir, he does. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm currently watching the show Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, which is another Oklahoma show. <laughs> so I guess my next question, I'll throw it at Haley. When did you notice that Oklahoma is becoming this big hotbed of film and television projects? Um, I mean, probably a couple. I mean, it's been going. It's been going on for for a long, like since before I got involved. But I feel so I feel so lucky to have been kind of welcomed back in this way and and like allowed it. Like there are so many talented filmmakers in Oklahoma, and I didn't really get to meet any of them until. 2020 um but it's been it's been really uh awesome to see the film community grow there the way it has it's been it's it, it's really neat <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's been happening yeah. for a while, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. for a long time. but it wasn't until like 2017, 2018, where yeah. films started really ramping up around here. And then I guess in 2020, 2019, whenever Scorsese was bringing Killers of the Flower Moon here, it's when the rebate uh, cap got lifted. And so mm -hmm. it was, it was, it allowed a lot more other films, independent films to come here and shoot and be a part of the rebate program. Got it. Uh, Adam, had you met Jake the Snake Roberts before being part of this production? No, unfortunately. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ashamed to say I've yet to meet the man. I can't wait to see him at the screening uh, this weekend. Uh, but I'm pumped. I'm an old school wrestling fan, so I'm pretty, I'm begging him to give me a DDT, I think. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I've had the pleasure of speaking with Jake a few times. He's always been really nice to me. And it's very obvious the man knows how to act because the real human being is not the character, to say the least. How did you know that Jake should be in this film? Just like I said, I mentioned in the last interview, Jake was sort of a last minute shift. Um, we had another actor, and I, I cannot remember who it was, uh, someone in that sort of similar ilk, but um, because of COVID, just certain, there were certain restrictions on a lot of things and for people traveling and whatnot. And at that time, Jake was living in Thackerville, Oklahoma, which is a couple hours south of where we were filming. Uh, and a producing attorney, uh, partner on the film, he, we were sitting on set one day and we, we lost this actor and they're like, what are we going to do? How do we pivot? And he's like, well, there's Jake the Snake. He lives in Oklahoma and, you know, lends itself to the rebate. Um, maybe he comes up and does it. And then the day we were supposed to shoot, it's huge ice storm, freak ice storm happens and literally shuts down highways and stuff. And, and uh, to Jake's credit, he still drove up from Thackerville to do the, the scene. And uh, it, what's funny is when he got there and we were discussing sort of the, you know, we want to just kind of jump right into the scene. Uh, we were, we were discussing and then we both came to the conclusion that we, we could not have him walk into this theater like he owned the place, right? Like a, like a wrestling venue, right? So we, we did that. We didn't know if we were gonna keep it in the cut, but it was just too good. We had to keep it, so. I hear that. Uh, Haley, can you say a highlight related to this film, personal or professional, mind sharing that? Oh, sure. Um, I. I think I think the thing that's that uh stood out the most for me was I you know we shot this during the pandemic and so a lot of time like aside from a couple um we had a few we had a couple meetings the three of us um to kind of discuss like our characters and mm -hmm. and where we're coming from and everything but the prep was mostly done individually and so I was only there for like a couple sh short days because you know we were um it was like in the pandemic and so we kind of had to consolidate my my scenes as much as possible um right. and so like a lot of the prep was done alone and so coming coming together with with Adam really it it felt um it felt more like I I don't know I didn't I didn't know what to expect kind of because there wasn't the traditional rehearsal process and so like there was this, um, like Gabe and and Don would have really felt that way, kind of coming together after like not having seen each other for decades, and and so it kind it felt the and I didn't know what to expect, like what kind of as I did, I couldn't have prepared myself for like as much like vulnerability Adam came at me with, and it really 
affected me emotionally. And that I think was like maybe the most like exciting and unexpected and, and cool part of shooting this. It really like felt electric to me. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav, and I don't disappear fast. Because right now, you are watching the Paltrow Cast. Paltrow Cast.